Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pym. And what I like to do here on the pod is bring in fun and sexy guests over to the studio to talk about in-depthly sex and sexuality. I'm very excited today. I'm someone super fun. Um, And I even got a cool editing task (laughs) that I'm unreasonably like am I a sound geek am I an audio geek because I'm unreasonably excited to try out my voice modulation modulation skills for the second time um but also this guest is just absolutely fabulous this is someone who does something that like we haven't really talked about a ton on the pod so I'm really excited to pick their brain and to uh introduce them so why don't we just get down to it Please, everybody, welcome to the mic. Okay, bull and dominant provider, Davis T. Hound. Hello, Davis. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. (laughs) I'm so good. I'm excited for this. How are you feeling? I'm pretty good. And I've got to say, while you were doing your intro, I was doing my best to hold in a belch because (laughs) I... Drink that water a little too fast, eh? (laughs) The audio picks up everything. (laughs) Earlier you were like commenting on me slurping tea or something. I'm like, you can hear that? Oh my god. Okay. We're on a podcast, Uh I guess. You can hear everything. (laughs) So I was like, hold it in, don't ruin the intro. (laughs) Don't fuck it up. She's gonna have to start again. (sighs) Honestly, I would have kept it in. You should have. You should have. You know, if that happens later, just go for it, Davis. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> um, okay, I feel like we have to even just start at like explaining um, what a bull is and what a bull does. So let's start there. Tell me all about it. Okay, and it's um, funny enough. <laughs> me explaining this on your show when in fact it was like years ago you were the one who explained it what it was to me um, when I was like venturing out into sickness. A peek behind the veil there, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, a bull um, is a service provider um, who um, essentially like one can think of them like with a Dom in the dynamics of like a femdom, a bull, and a submissive mm-hmm. is one would think like can think proxy to the femdom and almost like a middle ground between the dom. I'm having a hard time collecting all my thoughts because I want to say like 10 things at once because it's like so many things. Yeah, Um, yeah, you do a lot of things, but I like how you're kind of starting out there of talking about the power dynamics of it all because it's like, yeah, it's kind of like the femdom is at the top 
of the power dynamic ladder and then under her is her bull you know and then we have the submissive that is under her both so you know so many fun things so many like you said a thousand things come to your head in what you can do with that power structure right exactly and very much so like in that uh, power structure the fandom more or less directs the situation directs the scenario the scene yeah and um a lot of folks um, who seek out sex workers and femdoms especially um love pagan and with a bull on top of that um they can get the best of both like be pegged by the femdom that they want to be submissive to mm-hmm. as well as take direction from their femdom to service the bull like um be orally or receive um or also um, get topped by the bull, um, for example. And part of that dynamic is wanting to please their femdom, and yeah, and also too exploring, you know, their sexuality. And I find it's with a lot of folks who come to femdoms for that. It's very much about like getting that help from the femdom to like go to that extent, or I should say to that territory, because it's like, yes, they're exploring like aspects of their sexuality, um, but also it's being aided by pleasing the femdom as well. So it's still tied to their heterosexuality, but it's guiding them to explore, I would say. It's more comforting um, rather than going in all by themselves. Yeah, a little. They just need a little encouragement sometimes. Yes, that's what it is. I use a lot of words just to say encouragement. (laughs) No, I like the words you use because it brought me around to like, okay, if I really think down to like, what is the basic kink that can be happening with this trio of people? It's what's called, quote unquote, forced by. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Yes. And, I mean, this can look however you want it to look. Um, Most of the people that listen to my podcast, I think, were, you know, beyond, like, a kink 101 level. So I think when we say that, people know that it's, like, within within a consensual, safe, lovely kink scene, three people are entering into, they create a fantasy that the femdom is, you know, uh, on, on the spectrum um, on one end, it's forced. On the other end, it's lovingly encouraged, you know, um, to explore their sexuality. And everywhere in between, um, where, like, the femdom is directing, yeah, play between her bull and her sub. Precisely. Especially with um, forced by. Um, yeah. And I say um, especially because, um, yeah, what specifically what I, we just talked about... Um, is forced by, but also um, a bull is also known in the scene scenario yep. um, of also cuckolding. Yeah, that's the other big one, right? Yeah, that's the other big one. Okay, Where so like, talk, talk, tell us what cuck, cuckolding is and cucking is. Cucking is um, basically having someone else, i.e. Um, the bull, have their way with your partner or someone who you want to be with, and just having their way with them. And the cook, like the client, would just be there, sometimes tied up, 
sometimes just not allowed to engage. So it's like, you know, they just instructed um, by so, be it their partner or their partner in the play, the scenario, in the scene, um, just states that like, watch how I get, uh, watch how a real man pleases me, or, you know, every, anything from there to um, the cock wanting to see that, because that's what turns them on. Um, so, cuckolding, it's very much, you know, watching someone else have fun when you can't. <laughs> yeah, quote-unquote, fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah. fun. When you can't, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of folks want to do it, like, with their actual partners, and a lot of folks like the, the fantasy of the scenario, so they will inquire with, like, a bull and another provider um, mm -hmm. for that. So, like, so the other provider plays the part of their, um, that individual's desire. Yes, good point. You can either have a partner already and do it that way, so you're just hiring, like, someone that provides bull services, or, yeah, if you're a single person but still, like, find this fantasy really hot, you can potentially hire uh, two providers, the bull and either a femdom that does full service or a full service provider. And it's cool, like, in this dynamic because, like, I've seen it uh, both ways. The sub or the cuck is always, or the client is usually the one at the very bottom. But um, it can the power structure can kind of uh, differ there. If there's a femdom in the room, then it'll probably still be her on the top of the power structure, and then the bull, and then the sub or the cuck. Um, but if it's say a partnership, it can look where the bull is at the top and then the, uh, female of the couple and then the cock at the bottom. So kind of, there's a lot you can do with it again. It's like, wow. Okay. With that set up, so many things we can do. Exactly. And I'm really glad you played with like the multiple possibilities within that alone as well. Yeah, because like it can again that spectrum, um, like you know we're we're talking about consensual non-consent people, so like it can be you know this kind of fantasy where they're like, oh no, please, you know, um, <laughs> all all these cute little protestations can be happening, or uh -huh. it can be just their voyeur and they're just leaning back and really enjoying the scene. And maybe they're, you know, touching themselves while they're, that's happening. Or maybe they're not allowed to and that's hot. Maybe denial's part of it. So many things. So many things. And I love the fact that you brought up, you know, specifically voyeur. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, the same kink can have different effects for people. For, um, for different people. Like the same kink scenario, cuckolding. Some folks want a more humiliation and, and submission like aspect from that while other folks want more of a voyeur aspect of that mm -hmm. um and it's like in kink i find that nothing is cut and dry like for this kind of like this kind of scenario people want this out of it no other people want like things that are like vastly different in regards to feeling and arousal Definitely. Uh, yeah. And there's yeah. with this kind of a fantasy, like either this or the, the forced by kind of scenario we talked about, like there's three people in the room. So that's three brains that find, you know, different things hot. So it's like, honestly, like, I don't, I don't that sounds a lot like math, but I feel like there's pretty much unlimited possibilities of like with three people yeah. in the room, especially of yeah. all the different combinations of things that 
the you know it's very uh, that's why i find kink just like endlessly fascinating right because it's like oh i never thought of it like that before constantly to me at work mm-hmm. and it's like yep it's, it can sound like math but and at the end of the day the the answer to the equation is infinite yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> know if like, that yeah. really checks out with like a three number lock but let's pretend it does because it serves our conversation <laughs> Oh, it's infinite because we do have, there's also very much the variable, okay, still on the math, the variable yeah, yeah. Um, from sub to sub. Definitely. Yeah. We talked about like, okay, yeah, so voyeur, we talked about um, like for the cuckolding scenario. So voyeur mm-hmm. and then, yeah, I think the thing that people are maybe most expecting is like the humiliation angle, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that comes with like, you know, that's a stereotype of just kink in general. When people think kink, people think, you know, the sub is having humiliating things done to them. And, um, you know, that's not true for kink in general. That's certainly not true for cuckolding either. Exactly. And it's like, that's one thing like I, um, I wanted to, like when you said voyeur, I wanted to like make a point that like, yeah, it's, it's not like academic, which direction or like what the sub is getting out of this, like is necessarily like humiliation. And like a lot of folks also to like, you know, like a little admiration. Yeah. With their humiliation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. I love that mix. That makes it, mm-hmm. that's a cool nuance, right? Like it's yeah, like a I, I, cherished humiliation or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know you love that mix. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're speaking Mm. my heart (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and like these scenes can look i think to people who aren't super familiar with this kink these scenes can be like surprisingly sensual like and by that i mean like just for instance like i've pegged a lot of people at this point like i do a lot of pegging and Honestly, honestly, such a small fraction of pegging has a humiliation angle at all. Like Such a small fraction. It's so small. And people it come is. in apologetically being like, I don't, I want to be pegged, but I don't like that part of it. Like thinking that that's the only way you can do it. You know what I mean? And it, I'm like, honestly, if you look, I, I should have made a chart when I started out, you know what I mean? Because that would be fascinating. And I bet what you would see again, math, right? <laughs> Make a spreadsheet. And like, I bet what you would see is like a really small percentage of people that, you know, mix humiliation in with it. And that's very similar to cuckolding, I think. You expect it, but um, the reality is very different. Very much like, I just, once again, just like speaks to what I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like there's so many layers just behind one kink alone. Yeah. Uh, and it's like let's let's okay let's talk about like all those things just from pegging alone because as a bull like at the other end of the dominant um yeah in the domination scene like I'm I can't even remember a force by or even group scene I've done with a femdom that didn't have pegging in, um, involved. Yeah, um, it's usually there, sure. right? <laughs> It's usually, it's usually, um, there, right there. And, um, I've got to say, it's like, I can't even remember any, um, off the top of my head that have to do with humiliation. Yeah. 
Isn't, uh, that, isn't that fabulous? It's 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 fantastic. It's like it's very much like because the thing with kink is it's a safe space. Yeah. It, like kink um, is meant to be and should always be a safe space. That's why we have safe words. Yeah. Okay. And for things I don't take folks who say things like I have no limits and I don't need safe words. I'm like you are the, you are not a kinkster. You are. Um, you've watched a lot of videos. Yeah, you've watched a lot of videos. Um, <laughs> you are a hazard. You are not a kingster. You are a, a, a safety hazard. There you have it. Um, yeah, like I, I don't want that responsibility of um, someone who doesn't believe that they need to use a safe word. Yeah. Folks trying to push themselves is one thing, but folks who don't think they need a safe word, that's that's not fun. Then, then the, as as we've talked about, then it's like um, we as a dominance are like constantly checking and constantly stressed in the in the scenario if it seems like one doesn't communicate um, their limits. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. But I'm going off in a tangent again. No, it's um, good. This is hey podcasting. I, we live yeah. for tangents. We live for the tangents. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important what you what you're bringing up, like. You know this this thing of no limits <laughs> is mm -hmm. like it's what it's a huge liability for us as professionals like let's be mm -hmm. honest and that makes us feel unsafe you know you said kind of we got to be checking in and we're kind of nervous to like that influence influences us in the opposite way you might expect when you're like oh yeah do anything to me i have no limits blah 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 like have free reign do whatever you want it's like well that actually makes me feel really nervous because i can't trust you to advocate for your own bodily safety <laughs> like exactly yeah uh, and that can that's that's not fun no, it's like, it makes it not fun yeah Mm -hmm. We don't need anxiety in our, <laughs> our workplace. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because yeah, especially like myself, I'm a very large person. Mm -hmm. And so it's like just with my hand alone, I can, <laughs> I, can uh, I can have a lot of impact. I can do some damage. Um, You've got a heavy hand. I've got a heavy hand. And it's actually some of my favorite. <laughs> I love... Of impact, I love just using my hands the most. Um, actually, yeah. it's like like everything, like a lot of the tools, like flogging and um, crops and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Like I look at those aesthetically as like cool and fun, and um, you know, like you know, wielding a weapon. <laughs> you know, it's like it's cool, but like using my hands, it's like that's cathartic for me. Mm. What do you um, love about it? Um, the different sounds I can make because I can change the shape of my hand, hmm. first and foremost. So, and then that changes um, the feel of the impact. I like not just spanking or slapping with my hand, cupping and whatnot. Um, I also very much like with my digits, with my fingers getting into spots mm. that I know are uncomfortable, but you know, uncomfortable in a safe way. Mm -hmm. Like f folks expect um, to be slapped and be smacked and um, brace themselves for like impact. But a lot of folks aren't prepared, especially kind of su the subs that I've seen in the past, just one one or with a femdom. Mm -hmm. They don't expect 
the little spots to hurt, like where I push my finger or like where I rub, and it's like they don't expect those. And it's like, they, they want to be tortured, so I'm like, okay, now I know. Because then you get a bevy of, like, smacks, slaps, thumbs, and it's like, I love leaving, leaving handprints on folks. <laughs> Leave your mark. <laughs> yep, oh yeah. Just a little something to remember me by. Mm-hmm. And it's like, with my hand, I can do that without actually causing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, too, it makes such a great sound. <laughs> <laughs> you got really excited. <laughs> yeah, it makes such a great sound, and I love. Best part about working with the femdoms yep. is to is also to like their reaction to it because then they always love it, and it's like, yeah, it's like we're all just having a blast, and then of course the sound the sub makes after <laughs> I, I I leave my handprint on them. It's fantastic. Yeah, you get yeah. the sound of the smack, and then the reaction from reaction. the audience, and then the reaction from the sub. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And it's just great energy all around. And then what the sub doesn't um, expect is, I guess, what I can call um, malicious massage. Yeah. <laughs> My physiotherapist does that to me. <laughs> <laughs> the worst mm -hmm. where it's like i feel around and it's like you've got some sensitive areas you know of course and i mean like um not sensitive areas that they've talked about that like is a no-no injuries but just like general you've got some knots here and this will be uncomfortable um for me to rub out just a little bit <laughs> that's like... funny that's funny i like that a lot for me i'm like I tend to, I do hand spanking, I think mostly just for the warm up. I'm not a person that like really wants to wail on somebody with my hands versus like implements. Um, one thing I do love is wearing a leather glove and doing a warm up that way because like bare hand spanking, that can get pretty stingy if you want it to. So I feel like for me, like, the the time that I'm using like my hand on people is like leather glove so it's kind of muffled you know the sensation is a bit muffled not as sharp not as stingy um not as slappy um and just kind of do it that way oh and I always use I use my fists a lot I use um like closed hands a lot especially in a warm-up to get the mm. kind of muscles warmed up again like kind mm -hmm. of massagey a little bit you know just kind of yep. like bump up 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 all over their bum or wherever Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing I like with using the hands. You can, you know, make your hands different shapes. Yeah. And it's like from like from cupping to wide spread finger slapping to close finger slapping to yeah, fisting and like oh do a little massage and it's like and then fingers it's like oh no it's like <laughs> just a change of sensation like startles people. Yeah, mm -hmm. you suddenly dug your like knuckle into some muscle. <laughs> so cruel so sadistic i also like scratching with my nails i have kind of longish nails right so i also like yes. to do even just like like deep scratching or like grabbing with my nails or on the other side of that of like just nice nails kind of um like soft sensation kind of just dragging them across a body yeah hands right yeah, exactly. And hot. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> so hot. The thing is, I don't even spend like that much time. Let's say, like, yeah, I would say pretty good for like a warm up um, length of time. Even, um, but it's like I find it's like 
like I said, like the difference between using my hands and implements is like it's very cathartic for me using my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you, I get because you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Because I can feel it, and it's like it's like full control. Mm-hmm. Um, absolute full control, and I can feel it, and I can it allows me to connect also to with uh, the sub and the, uh, the individual like a lot more. Like it's very organic to me, and I guess it's a part part of why too. There's a lot more vibrations with that, and part of why when it comes to flogging, my favorite style of flogger is are the thick, um, yeah, the thick ended floggers. Yeah, big thuddy. Mm-hmm, exactly what I was about to say. It's that thud that really does it for me. <laughs> That's when I realized, oh, I do like th- flogging <laughs> um, <laughs> at the top. It's just, okay, the, the first time I flog somebody with a thick one, it's like, I'm like, okay, this is it. This the, is um, now, now I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I felt that vibration, like, through my hand mm. and like into my chest and I'm like and then my brain was like yes yeah it feels like a Mortal Kombat move it's like you just mm. like shot a fireball out of your yeah like mm-hmm. it feels that impactful <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah I have to say when I do um, use other implements that aren't my hands that I do go in with my hands in between a lot. So that's, that is interesting because I use my hands as a connecting tool very often actually. So like I'll do flogging and then I'll go in with my hand and just touch their back and like kind of feel if there are raised areas that I created, you know, feel the warmth um, of their back. Then I can feel their breath, stuff like that. Like just also, it can it can feel impersonal you know if you're they're facing away from you for instance so you're not looking at each other and you're using an implement you know it's good for me to it's not a check-in per se but it's just like a connect-in for me to do the Mm -hmm. flogger a bit and then put my hand on their back or on the you know the nape of their neck like or the back of their maybe i'll give them a couple pets at the back of their head or something like that you know it's like grounding activities. Like I, I put my hand yes. on someone's chest a lot, honestly. Okay. I just kind of breathe like, together. Yes, I, I very much like the I love the breathing together because I'm very used to, like, the many things that I do. People mm-hmm. naturally holding their breath mm. in intense or stressful situations. And, like, as I be it flog, spank, um twist and whatnot mm-hmm. like like i always check in with someone's breathing like i'm like if i can't hear your breathing you're likely holding your breath mm-hmm. especially for how intense um this is because it's it, it's more intense than having a walk therefore your breath should be heard and i'm always reminding folks to breathe because then your breath with the slaps with um the impact allows you to absorb more as opposed to hold intention yeah. and therefore like getting more pain and a lot less pleasure out of it. If you breathe with everything, you have way more control and way more endurance. So it's yeah. like with breath, I always like remind folks to breathe and part of one of the best ways to remind folks about breathing and not just tell them to breathe, but breathe with them mm, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like 
they hear what they're supposed to be doing as well. It's like, you know, breathe and then give them example. It's like, it just connects with, um, with the brain a lot easier, especially in a situation like that where there might be so many things going on in their head and in their body because mm. this is like what they wanted and this they're super excited about it. Yeah, I find that I also do that a similar thing like during a scene to again just like chunk in check in by kind of sinking our breath and like yeah I like mm -hmm. to give that example too of like okay breathe I'll put my hand like say on their lower back you know to encourage kind of deeper lower mm -hmm. breaths and I'm like breathe into my hand and then I'll go wow nice. I tend to put my hand on their upper back Ooh, upper back that's a good one too yeah like because you know it's where the um, ribs are mm. and therefore like you feel that you fill the rib cage with breath, so it's like I can mm -hmm. expansion, so I can also feel that they're actually breathing like deep, <laughs> so sure. I can actually let exactly, so I can like <laughs> let them know if they need to breathe deeper. <laughs> yeah, you know, as opposed to getting it over with. Okay, it's like I'm no, breathing, that's I'm not breathing. enough. <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that. I think know why I do either like just below I put my hand just below the stomach or lower back that's from my singing background I just realized that's mm -hmm. what the, that's why I go there rather than like the chest or the ribs that's my singing background that's how you yes. breathe like with your diaphragm that's so funny I yes. just realized that I think <laughs> I wonder if people are like where why is why is her hand there <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, unless unless you saying yeah, that doesn't come naturally because no. I know from like getting body work, whenever I'm told to like breathe into my stomach, mm -hmm. I have to really process that and yeah, fill my not... stomach because yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> People don't naturally yeah. do that. Yeah. No. That maybe it's... aren't like offer singers and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> That's part of why I can't sing. <laughs> That's why I'm a very bad singer. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is celebrating their 14th year anniversary. And this is their first anniversary at their new location at 1989 Dundas Street East. Well, if you haven't been to their new location, there is a DJ dance floor, there are several bars, there is a dungeon, which is everybody knows that's up my alley, and there are loads of beds. I'm talking big, orgy-sized beds, both in the public space and semi-private so if you haven't been out to Club M4 yet, don't you think their 14th anniversary is the time to go? So if this ad got those curiosity juices flowing, you can check them out at clubm4.toronto on Instagram or 
head on out to 1989 Dundas Street East and see what a swingers club made by swingers for swingers is all about. No, this is really interesting, all this like breathing talk. I, I actually, um, I, on my like Insta, I share a bunch of like, you know, resources and stuff in like the stories. And one of the stories came up, it was from like, I feel like it might have been like queer sex therapy, which is one of my favorite um, follows. The thing was like five different ways you can ground with your partner. You know what I mean? And I was like, ooh, cool. And it was stuff like eye gazing, breathing together, like sensual touch. It was, and it was so funny because it's all stuff that I do typically throughout sessions. And I was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. isn't that interesting? Like specifically at the beginning of a session where I want us to kind of drop into our bodies like okay we talked we had negotiation we talked about how excited you are and how nervous you are but like okay the scene is gonna start so let's both get into our bodies let's breathe together you know look at me I want you to know you're in a safe space and like you know then I'll touch their chest and I'll be like I want you to know that this you know what I mean like just stuff like that and I was like ha that's kind of cool yeah I am that is exactly what I'm intending to do is like ground us together I really like the eye gazing. Yeah. Because, oh, because, yeah, I'm going to need to, like, yeah, I'm going to need to try that. I want to try that now, like, at the beginning of a session. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, folks already come in. I notice especially one-on-one, just eager to submit and, like, on their knees, like, um, straight away. And, you know, head down and all that business. But it's like, the thing is, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, locking eyes. It's like, then it's like, eye gazing. That leaves them, like, very vulnerable and mm-hmm. um, more so open. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, like, allows you to connect. And then it's like, I like that a lot. And you always say these little, these Simple things that are like, because we're like, you know, simple, th- basic things that I, f- I always find like so insightful and yeah. such great gems. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's, it's true. Like, it's like, well, yeah, I, I like because the thing, just like you said, the thing that people usually do is like they'll get on their knees and they'll avert their eyes. You know, mm-hmm. that's usually the stereotype of like, don't look at me until I tell you to. So mm. to suddenly like challenge them with like, look into my eyes, you know, mm-hmm. that can be very difficult for a sub. And I love getting subs to do difficult things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, exactly. But also like what it is also doing of like, it's getting us in our bodies. It's kind of switching gears, but also it's like, Hey, you down on your knees. So eager to submit, like it's, it's, I want you so eager to submit to me. I don't want you so eager to submit. I I am here, you know, in the femdom kind of fantasy. This is about me. So like, I am here with you in this scene. That's what this is about. So I think that's why I start there too. I'm getting snaps. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm giving you all the snaps. (laughs) That. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exquisite. Yeah, and I feel like I check in with the eye gazing too of like, 
yeah, if I'm doing impact where they're facing away from me for a long period of time, you know, I'll make sure to walk around so we can connect again with our eyes, you know, or, or pegging stuff like that. You know, sometimes most of the time you're in a position where you're facing away from each other. So like, I like to take those breaks um, to walk around and like meet each other's eyes again throughout the scene. I want to pepper that in the whole scene to stay connected, you know? That's really good. Cause like I often, and yeah, that's why I'm, I often use or connect with, um, the eyes, especially when like I need their attention or mm-hmm. I want their attention for check-ins and, you know, because like I can see and feel that they are a little overwhelmed sen- um, regarding sensations. Yeah. So I'm pulling them back. I'm using like the eye contact to give them something to focus on yeah. and like for me to like really, um, read them because it's like I can tell you I understand you're having a difficult time articulating and it's like I you know use the eye contact for check-ins and such but it's like at the beginning that is like exquisite and divine so it's like you make that initial connection like don't don't that should be mm, just so good it's simple and so good it's so clear and so like I love it because it's like I absolutely love it because it's It's important to see each other right like Mm -hmm. you know i'm a provider and you know you're you're booking me for this thing so you know i want to make this a lovely little scene for you but like i'm a you know i'm a heart in the room too i'm a brain in the room i'm a body in the room Mm -hmm. so it's like um yeah and i i Mm -hmm. think like the thing you were saying about um uh oh oh did i lose it no no what lose what uh, oh no, my thought. Just my thought. Don't worry. Oh, the connection's okay. great. Maybe this will help jog your oh, yes, memory. Please. Yeah, please do. Because, um, like, with the, as I said, like, a lot of uh, subs, like, are just quick to um, bow their heads and get down yeah. on their knees. And, like, I always, like, when I'm talking to them, like, and explaining to them everything, like, going over, you know, safe words and just giving them a breakdown of how things will go within their fantasy. So like, you know, using phrasing that um, they have requested and phrasing that I like to use that is in the direction of their fantasies, I make a point to make them look at me and look into their eyes. Um, But that's more about the communication of it. But like just the the eye gazing, like say for a specific time, I find that like, that's like an extra step. So it's, that is the thing. It's not part of something else. Yeah. And because um, it's easy to look at somebody, I feel, when they're talking to you, like, look at me. Like, there are, I think it, it's just another level. Because um, I always make a point to, like, look at folks and have them look at me while I'm, exp- like, especially when we're talking about, like, um, protocol and safety mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and how things are going to go. So, like, I need you to understand, I need to see that you understand this. Because, um, you know, we can't have fun um, if you, you know, if you can't advocate for your well-being yes. um, kind of thing. But it's like, that's packaged with something else. Yeah. Like, so it's like the eye gazing alone, that's why it's like, I feel that's exquisite. And it's like, I know I'm repeating myself. I just want to make make a point to say that's like, oh, I, lo- I make I always make a point to look at people in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's like looking just for the sake of looking into someone, uh, someone's eyes and 
hold in that and go in deeper, like that's special. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we take cues, but like we don't do things that in depth without like other baggage with it. I say, let's say. Yeah, no, it can feel like, yeah. And that can be, you know, depending on who the person is and how they're receiving it. Like I've had people just melt, you know, if I'm like, okay, we're just going to take a moment to just eye gaze, look at each other, you know, for a couple minutes. And you're not used to doing that. We're not used to looking in people's eyes for, you know, an amount of time. We're not used to that. Right. So, um, it can feel a, a variety of things for the person from like uncomfortable to like, you know, kind of embarrassing um, or difficult mm -hmm. or like it's, it can feel like a struggle or it can make someone just melt like, oh, my God, like you feel special, you feel seen, all of those things. Like I've had I've got a couple clients who are just like eye gazing sluts, like eye contact kink hardcore like they like <laughs> it enhances everything if you're telling them to look in your eyes while you're doing it you know what i mean i did pick i did pick up the thought that i was that i had dropped yes. and um yes my rambling you words. did you did you did it <laughs> my rambling words <laughs> yeah 100% did it you were talking about checking in during moments of intensity you know with eye contact mm -hmm. and for me i'm doing that just for like a safety check-in, but also I want them to know that I see them struggling and that like, so when I'm like stopping and checking in and looking at them in their eyes, I want them to know that I like, I'm validating their suffering. You know what I mean? Like, this is why we're here. I understand it's difficult and you know, it means a lot. This is all within the fantasy of, you know, this is all with consent. But like, you know, the fact that it's difficult for you makes it even more, you know, sexy for me or important to me um, or however, however you want to put it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just doing this for no reason. You know, I'm not I'm not going slightly beyond, you know, the intensity that you feel just super comfortable and happy and by mistake. Like, make no mistake, I'm doing this all very purposefully um, so that you are experiencing pain. And I see you are experiencing pain. And thank you for that, you know. And just hang in a little bit longer for me. I love, I love just a little longer, just a little bit longer. That's like a dirty talk thing that I love. Like, just do yes. a little bit more for me. Just do it. I know it's hard. Just do a little bit more for me. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it can be that about yeah. that too i very much remember that um verbiage from <laughs> like your your workshop like one of your i know i love it it's like, like i have like, one of my core kings <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's really good i literally have notes on that because <laughs> it's like yeah just a little bit longer and it's like just hold on and then then after the little bit longer i'd like to like throw in a countdown so yes. it's like <laughs> 10 more seconds 10 more lashes yeah count with me yes exactly <laughs> so okay i want to um i don't want to uh, have any more time go by without asking you about your first booking as a pro bull because i feel like it's like it was this elaborate scene like wasn't it a long ass 
crazy scene that you did for your first one. Can you tell me about that? Well, yes, my first scene, um, which was like really and truly just like played up um, aspects, like a lot of role playing. Mm -hmm. And from, since I can remember, I've very much always been ready to go improv. Mm -hmm. Um, So this this was an elaborate scene in regards to the setup. Um, My participation was not extensive. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the femdoms. Like, this was a scene that she was running for like three days. Wow. Like, and it was at a hotel, like, in, like, Mississauga or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I had to, like, um, you know, take a ride share out to Mississauga for, like, my first, um, yeah, for my very first, um, bull booking. Like, this, this local, very, um, I would say, what's the word I'm looking for? Very reputable, um, femdom mm-hmm. reached out to me, and... Um, asked if, like, I would be, um, open to, um, partaking in one evening of this scene, and, um, it's like, yeah, for sure, I'm like, um, you know me, like, someone asked me something that, like, I do, something that, like, I have, like, stated, like, in my, um, advertising, mm-hmm. that it's, like, I cover, I'm like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, like, I'm pretty... Um, relaxed and like blase about it. It's like, yeah, uh, that sounds good. That's pretty straightforward, like pretty clear. And like, it's like, it's a lot, but yes, that's cool. Oh, okay. They want a kidnap. They, they want to be like a hostage kidnapping scene. Okay, I'm coming coming in as the bull, being their like heavy, if you will, the, um, their muscle. Uh-huh, okay. yes. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna take them from one room um, with the femdom. And we're gonna like take them through the elevator, like blindfolded, um, tied up and whatnot. And it's like, okay, cool, yeah. And we're gonna rough them up um, before we even go to the second room. We're gonna rough them up in the hallway. And let me tell you, okay, like I was game. I was excited. I was game. I'm like, okay, I'm nervous, but it's like at the same time, I'm like, oh yes, there's a lot of accidents. I can do this. It's like I, I was already ready. I'm like, mm, I already went in. It's like, um, I can't remember whatever the, their name or however they're being called. Mm. And it's like, the femdom was directing. And I was like, get up. Okay. <laughs> like, already <laughs> in character. Like, I had my voice chosen out. <laughs> so keep, uh, keep on walking. Walk straight. You're going to turn to your left. <laughs> it's like, mm. Do you know what's going on? It's like, yes, sir. I know what's happening. It's like, good. It's like, amazing. It was just big, but it's like, uh, um, it was a lot um, more like direct than that because they were like, I was um, fed like more or less lines, like mm-hmm. objectives. I was fed objectives. Um, so like, I knew what we were, where we were going, what we were doing. Took them to the elevator. It's like rough, uh, like, Carrying them, roughing them up. The best was taking them like into like of oh, this hotel. Like this is a hotel. We're going from floor to floor. So that's why we hit the elevator. So multiple rooms. This guy is tied up and like blindfolded and like 
someone can walk in or walk by at any time. Yeah. And I'm still surprised, like, not, like nothing happened. Um, we didn't encounter anybody, but the best part, like, it almost took me out of character, but, like, only, <clears throat> only mentally I reacted, like, internally I reacted, um, was when we took, took um, this guy into the hallway, mm-hmm. and the hallway, um, stairway, and um, the fan dog, V, like, started wailing on him, like, chest and, like, like, yeah, torso, chest, like, no ribs, um, like, and, like, and I knew that that's what was coming next, but it's, like, she went in, and, like, later on, later on, I found, like, you know, working with, um, with her, I, I found out she also, like, takes, um, does, um, a martial arts, so it's, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, she, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and like I took notes of where she was hidden, and like I knew this was coming too, so it's not it wasn't a surprise. So then it's like I just followed the lead. I'm like, yep, yeah, he he wants me to hit him hard, and it's like, and he's big enough to take it, uh, as you know, as long as I um I hit him in the right spots. And it's like we went at it and like roughed him up because like he's been kidnapped and he's been here for days. And it's like, <laughs> oh and it's like, and literally before I came, he was just like. Fate, like lying in a bedroom blindfolded like not knowing when something's gonna happen throughout the three days on when different things are gonna happen he just like it could be in, in an hour it could be in three four hours wow. we went back to the room and it's like and then the real fun started to be and this is the second room okay then the real fun started then with all the force by mm. so like face like face fucking it's like I, I keep t- I keep thinking and approaching this like it's a PG thing, but it's clearly no, not. Just so it's like face fucking. You can say <laughs> yeah. face fucking. It's fine. But do, do you know what I mean? It's like my brain's still like until I get a cue from someone else. It's like, <laughs> but I'm like I know I can say face fucking, but I'm still apprehensive about saying face fucking. <laughs> oh god. Okay, like face fucking pegging and like my absolute favorite spit roasting. Of course, it's just a combination of the two, slapping them around, from around, and it's like, it, like it was a blast working with them, like the first time, mm-hmm. and it's always been a blast working with, um, um, with that um, provider, working with V, like my one of my favorite people to work with, because we, like the character play, like constant, and like the role playing, it's so much fun, and it's like it makes it more, uh, like it gives it much more substance. And like I really loved it. And it's like, yeah, I'm like this big. Yeah, I'm, I'm the muscle round here. <laughs> You're like a like a 1920s gangster. Look <laughs> <laughs> here, see? Yeah. We're gonna bend over and take this dick, see? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Keep on sucking. <laughs> this is amazing like all this elaborate kidnapping stuff like i'm because there's so many i i know you weren't in on the planning of it you were brought in you know as like a co-conspirator later on but like stuff like this takes so much planning right so much oh it's epic yeah so it's fucking expensive but you could get this done like i was so surprised um 
to see Charizard posting about in August, she's going to be offering, she says, a limited number of multi-day immersive consensual kidnapping femdom experiences at a 300-acre un- acre undisclosed location in the Kawartha's. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like, so if you... I think I know where that is. <laughs> You're like, I I've think... done that there, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I know where that is. I think I know where that property is. <laughs> just yeah, just saying. But, just like, saying. go to Charizard's uh, Insta if you are interested mm-hmm. in something like this. Like, or also, I mean, um, I don't know how often you get pulled in on elaborate scenes like this, but people can bug you about that um, as well. But, like, I think so many people have this kidnapping fantasy, this kidnapping kink, right? Yes. And it's like, and the thing is, too, like, being um, kidnapped, it's like, you know, it's like you have to do whatever they say or else, you know, the worst could happen. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the high next stakes. level. High stakes. The <laughs> next level. It's like, I did it because I had to live. I wanted, I did, I wanted to live. <laughs> you know, you already put yourself in that scenario. Yeah. And it's like, and they want to make it feel as real as possible. So like, that's why, like, you know, they asked to be beaten up as well. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. I'm sure, um... Like, I've done, I haven't done extended scenes beyond, like, four hours, but, like, I can imagine once you get to, like, the six-hour range, like, the submissive, their nervous system believes that they are in that scenario. They are in danger. They are, you know, they fear for their life. You know what I mean? Like, the more, more you get exhausted and the more, you know, hours that are put into it, it's like your body, it feels real to your body, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's that much easier for your brain to just totally forget that, you know, this is a thing that you completely booked and signed up for and paid for. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it feels that much more real. It can feel that much more real when you do stuff over long periods of time like this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, every two, like, comes in. I I think part of what even, like, makes it more real, despite still knowing what's going on, is the question of, like, did I get in too deep? Can I handle this? And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, you know, just that internal conversation with themselves. And And it's like, so, like, that question, but it's like, it's just, I feel, would amplify, like, all the sensations um, that much more. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that fantasy comes into play even just, like, booking a session, like a regular dungeon session with me. That kind of fantasy comes into play of, like, okay, I booked it and I'm here, but also, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that's our job to like craft a scene that's completely within like, you know, their wants, needs, desires, boundaries. But like also that, you know, it's a little scary. You're they're they're a little nervous. Like, you know, oh, yes. what if blah blah dot dot dot, you know, like mm-hmm. any anything, you know, your brain can yeah. spin out. So it can be fun to do like that fear play, bring that fear play element into it yeah. of like anytime I like bind somebody, you know, so they're so they're helpless. I'm like, hmm, well, look how helpless you feel, you know, 
I bet I could do almost anything to you right now. Like doing, bringing in that fear play element is always so fun. Simple and so brilliant. So simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be like, let's just take a moment to acknowledge that now, even if you wanted to, you couldn't get away, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, are my devil horns showing? Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, I usually try to tuck those in. Now you're fucked, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, no. See how I was, like, being all so nice before? Like, with the negotiation in the beginning of the scene, we were, like, doing all this nice breathing together. You know. Now you're fucked. Now I'm Mm. switching gears, you know? Yeah. And that's some of the most fun part, because it's like, yeah, I care, but yeah, I'm I'm still going to fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're still in danger in the safest way possible, but, you know, I I can... I'm still going to have my way with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such a common fantasy, you know, like just to be completely helpless and, you know, have the person just use you for however they want. You've, you of course have laid out the things you want, but like, yeah, it's, um, that's such a salient fantasy because the danger is there of like, okay, I did tell them the three things I want to do while I'm restrained like this. However, I'm restrained like this. Exactly. And who knows, you know? And that's that's the import. I mean, a real talk. That is the importance of doing ethical domination. But um, you know, it can be a cool thing to play with as well. You know, if it's like, if they like that fear play element, you can amplify Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Exactly. Create some dirty talk surrounding it. Yes, you and dirty talk. Yeah, love it. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the most. It really allows like a lot more depth to like the simplest things. And it's like, and it's like, in, in case I'm pretty sure all you, all you listeners already know how this lady is about dirty talk. <laughs> um, but in case you don't, she is like one of the, I would say top tier folks when it oh comes to dirty. Talk. It's like it's it's one of it's one of your most powerful tools because like you use use it alone and like in conjunction with other tools and it's like every time i'm always taking down notes it's like yes (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) say this (laughs) it's like right i have this has worked in the past i should consciously do it as um, a little bit more yeah a choice make a choice to do it make a choice that's so funny sometimes i'm like do people (laughs) sometimes i'm like do clients sometimes just wish i would shut up I'm literally just, just, uh, just like, I can't help but just talk the entire fucking scene, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, that can't be for everybody. Like, you know, it can't, I know it can be good in a lot of ways, but I bet there's the odd person that is like, just shut up for a second. Like, just a second. <laughs> I'm very much, and it's like, the reason why I take a lot of notes from, like, your your talking notes, your dirty talk um, mm. suggestions is because I'm a very pick my moments type of like individual. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. why I, I I love like doing um, group sessions like with a femdom or like um, a group collaborative um, booking because it's like I get to play off other folks, so I don't have to be talking all the time. Yeah. And and then like when I do talk, it just adds to it. 
as opposed to like meh or like doesn't bring anything to uh, it adds to what's being built up as opposed to me just you know running the improv you know improv is more fun with others oh hundred like, percent it's so much easier so, too <laughs> so much easier yeah so it's like but like you know um one-on-one is um not that difficult um in regards to finding what to say and talk because the clients tell you what you want what yeah. they want yeah um, so like so uh, ideally like um so like you know um where you're going like you know what you're doing you know um what you want to say and like and also too you respond to like how they react as well yeah. um, it's just more fun with the group um the group stuff but you on the other hand find the most fun group or solo <laughs> that's the, that's the thing you find the most fun group or solo it's like it's like I mean, like lady pim and herself is a group session <laughs> yeah group not included yeah i love yeah. it oh that's thank you for that that's very sweet i do have so much fun doing what i do and uh, that's very that's very lovely coming from you thank you but um Davis, we we just we talk talk talking about talking. We just talk talk yeah. talked our way through this uh, episode. So, oh yes, <laughs> are you <laughs> are you able to let the people know where they can find and follow you and give you their bags of money? Yes, um, they can definitely find and follow me. It's like on you know Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Twitter at. Um, at Davis underscore Thumper underscore H. Lovely. Yes, the T stands for Thumper. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds classy, but it's not. Yes. Yep. <laughs> awesome. And you've got your links there in your bio that people can see all the lovely things they can do, all the lovely ways they can support you. Yes. Links are in the bio. <laughs> yes. Check out that bio. For me, I am the most active on Twitter. I'm at the Lady Pim One. If you must follow me on Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim or at the Bedpost Podcast. We have a Patreon. It is the Bedpost Show. We have a YouTube channel. It is also the Bedpost Show. And I always like to bring up the lovely lady who does the original music for the podcast, which you're hearing right now. That is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Davis. T Hound, thank you so much for this lovely chat. It's been just so so fantastic talking with you today. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my god, I you're had, so welcome. <laughs> had a blast. Yay, me too. And it seems like I'm surprised I could go for another hour. I, was I like, know, right? Okay, maybe just I can started. do an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I can do an hour, and it's like, okay, no, this is this is good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed it, everyone. We will have another fun and sexy guest next week talking about sex and sexuality here on the Bedpost Podcast. Until then, get fucked, everybody. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 